Welcome to Tell of His Goodness. Why did the hot dog <laughs> wear a sweater? Why did the hot dog wear a sweater? Why? Because it was a chili dog. A chili dog. <laughs> That's our oldest son, John Hudson. He brings a lot of laughter into our home. But his life has also taken us on a unique journey of seeing God's goodness even when things aren't good. In season one, we heard of God's goodness and salvation. But can we continue to tell of God's goodness even in the midst of trials? I'm your host, Carrie Stafford. In 2016, John Hudson was diagnosed with a severe heart defect. As I retell our story through my journals, prayers, and letters, my hope is that you will join me in saying yes, even in the midst of my trials. God is good. So to paint the picture, Nick and I have been married for about two months when the story begins. We met at our local church just one year before tying the knot and bonded quickly over our desire to move overseas, to share Christ with people groups who are considered to be unreached with the gospel. Our sights were set on moving to India at the time, but we also desired to start a family. So like the go-getters Nick and I are, we figured we could try to do both at the same time. You know, why not? So as you hear our story told through my journals, my prayers, and letters to John Hudson, I was writing letters to him at the time, you'll see that our kind and sovereign Heavenly Father had other good plans for us. Not the plans we would have written, but better plans, even though it was hard to see at the time. We can trust His goodness in all things, and that's really what I'm hoping you get to hear throughout this season. So let's jump back about eight years and dive into my journals. August 30th, 2015. Nick and I have received an incredible gift. Our first child. The baby's due date is estimated for April 28th, 2016. Father, I know it's common for the mother to miscarry during the first trimester with her first baby, So if this little baby only makes it a few more weeks, we trust your plan. This baby is yours and all for your glory. I love you, Lord. September 3rd, 2015. Psalm 116, 1 through 2. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. O Father, I love you. Thank you for the rest and joy and contentment you've given me as we found out that our lives are about to drastically change. I pray you would help both of us to navigate this change well And give us rest, knowing this is your plan and that you will guide and provide. It's amazing to think you are knitting our baby together in my womb in your perfect way. What a miracle and a privilege to be a part of. It's amazing to think you already know if it's a little boy or a little girl. September 10th, 2015. Baby Stafford is seven weeks today. We go to the doctor in two and a half weeks. Please give us wisdom to be godly, Christ-centered parents, and grant our child a heart that loves Jesus. September 26, 2015. 
Nick and I are going to begin asking you to open a door for a short trip to India this winter or spring. I trust you are guiding this whole process and praise you for being a faithful God we can always trust. We go to our first doctor's appointment on Tuesday to see our sweet baby for the first time. I'll be almost 10 weeks. Please guide and continue to give us wisdom in everything. November 6th, 2015. We have our appointment for Baby Stafford Monday, where we heard the heartbeat so amazing. We find out if there's a he or a she in there on Monday, November 30th. I'm so convinced it's a girl, but I'll be overjoyed either way. I'm 15 weeks now. Please teach us how to be a family who seeks, worships, and serves you together. Oh, let it be flowing out of the abundance of our hearts. More love to thee, O Christ. November 9th, 2015. Genesis 15:13. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they will serve, and afterwards they shall come out with great possession. God, you knew and you know the plan. I know this, Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, but sometimes I need to see these examples from Scripture so that I can grasp and be in awe of your plans. Like Genesis 3.15, the promise there being fulfilled in Christ. And Revelation 7.9, that people of all tribes will stand before the throne worshiping Jesus. You have a perfect plan for today, for our baby, for Nick's job, for conforming us to the image of Christ for getting us to India, for all things, small or great. Praise to the living God who is all-powerful and so intimately involved in each one of our lives. Amazing! Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy. There is no one like you. I find my rest and joy and satisfaction in you. How do I know you're good? Look at the offering of your own son to reconcile your children to yourself. So loving. Each episode of this season, I'll end with a closing thought or encouragement. Today, I have a question for you. Have you heard the term means of grace? Some refer to the means of grace as spiritual disciplines. We cannot earn God's grace. So important to emphasize here. We can never earn God's grace or make it flow apart from his free gift. But we can fight to walk in the paths where he has promised his blessings through our everyday routines. These practices, they're not fancy. They're seemingly mundane and simple but they are powerful. There's no final and complete list of the spiritual disciplines, but these helpful habits can be clustered into three big groups. Get your counting fingers out. I'm a preschool teacher here. One, hearing God's voice. Two, having God's ear. Three, being with God's people. Or simply word, prayer, fellowship. If you listen to my testimony in season one, you'll know how I began truly walking with the Lord in high school. Around this time, though these practices have matured greatly since then, 
I began reading God's word daily, spending time in prayer, and desiring to be around God's people. These three practices walked out consistently over the past decade or two, really, all by God's grace. They've brought me to where I am at this point in the story. Don't discount the simple routines in your day-to-day life of reading, studying, memorizing God's word, coming to him in prayer, and being part of a healthy local church where you invest in the lives of other believers as they invest in your life. If these three things are not a part of your life, you're missing out on some serious grace that God is pouring out on his children. Consistently walking the path of God's grace will strengthen you and prepare you for walking through trials, both big and small. But I also have some really good news. Even if you've never read the Bible, never muttered your first prayer, never been to church, you can begin walking this means of grace path is what I'll call it. You can start walking this means of grace path today. May the Lord pour out his grace upon you as you come to him to receive it. What will probably happen is he'll open your eyes to help you see how he's been pouring out his grace on you all along. And at the end of my life, when they ask me why I was different, I will testify with all my